You've worked so hard for all the things you have. The salary, the status, the success. And with that image, there's a drink. One to unwind, one to loosen up, one to take the edge off. But how do you know when a drink is more than just a drink? We get it. We can help. Karen's Grandview program has been helping accomplished people just like you regain their lives. Talk to us. Visit karen.org slash grandview. You've worked so hard for all the things you have. The salary, the status, the success. And with that image, there's a drink. One to unwind, one to loosen up, one to take the edge off. But how do you know when a drink is more than just a drink? We get it. We can help. Karen's Grandview program has been helping accomplished people just like you regain their lives. Talk to us. Visit karen.org slash grandview. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. But it ain't come for me. It came for D. So on the line, I got a dude who is fired up after last night's Vendetta's elimination and the pathetic performance we saw put on. Uh, it seems athleticism uh, seems to have evaded you, to quote our man TJ Lavin. Mr. Derek Kaczynski, what's up, brother? Yeah, I mean, just, just looked like a really uncoordinated display of any type of skill. I mean, I'm no soccer player, but um, I, I think I can kick a ball. Um, I don't know however long it looked there. I don't know, 30 yards maybe at that. Um, so we'll get into that with Veronica and see if there were any, any hiccups that we didn't see. Uh, I said hiccups, not hookups. <laughs> we're going to get into hookups uh, on this season of Vendettas. We're going to get into Vendettas um, right off the bat with Veronica. Then we're going to kind of get into her uh, her backstory. Because I know on the Challenge 30, on the Dirty 30, um, her casting story was uh, was mentioned a few times. It was, it, was, it was a topic of interest, I feel like, from a few of the uh, cast members. And, and I heard it, and I think I want you guys to hear it. But um, like me and Scott were talking earlier, we're going to go a little bit in reverse. We're going to go get... We're going to indulge, dive right into the challenge vendettas. Uh, we're going to talk about what's got me steaming about this um, about this introduction to the elimination this season, and we're going to get into we're going to get into the hookups. We're going to get into the rules because I still don't understand the damn rules uh, for for these grenades. There's three grenades, three different ways to use them. You got to use them right away. Whatever. We're going to get Veronica to tell us um, what this elimination with the fireballs really looked like i mean it looked cool it looked promising it looked you know uh team young buck you know obviously there is no team young buck it's just getting dismantled season after season so um we're gonna find out from veronica uh what's going on in there um her history so uh yeah let's get into it man yeah uh, look i mean we're gonna get to v cakes she's uh one of our most requested guests at v cakes at v underscore cakes on twitter and you guys were hungry for some V-Cakes, and you came out with some great questions, so we're going to get to Veronica in a minute. You know where to find D on Twitter, at DerekMTV. You know where to find me, at Shot of Jaeger. As always, continue to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, but before we put on Veronica, let's see what me talk about Vendettas a little bit, because you know we've been having some awesome guests on, and we haven't had a chance to really dive into Vendettas, and let's be honest, the way they cut this show now, it's like three episodes per like elimination cycle. I mean, you have like the setup episode, 
you have the elimination episode, you have the fallout episode, you have so many stages with the Inquisition and all this good stuff. So, you know, you were just on Dirty 30. You know firsthand, these seasons are long. And as long as they are for you guys out there in the field, they're long for us viewers at home. So takes us a while to develop opinions on things. And look, I mean, for your man Corey, I, I, I feel like it's, it's good because he only made it through one elimination. But uh, in TV world, he was on TV for a month. So uh, good on him. But, you know, we talked about this on the text. Both of us are a little bit fired up right now because what were we talking about a few weeks ago? I live in New York City. I don't spend too much time in Times Square because anybody who's been here knows it's the worst place on earth. But I saw that billboard. I walked by 1515 and I saw that billboard with Johnny Bananas and Corey staring at each other like a WrestleMania poster. And I got me pumped for vendettas. But uh, I'll be honest, when I saw that poster, uh, I didn't think Homeboy was going home in the first elimination, like literally kicking a flaming pile of dog crap through a ring and couldn't even get it through a net. I mean, that was pathetic. I mean, you saw TJ coming in with the retweet. Yesterday, because I, I quoted him, I mean, TJ mentioned he's really into hosting now. He's, he had some zingers last night, and one of them was telling these guys that athleticism definitely evaded them. I mean, this is one of the easier eliminations I've seen, and they were pathetic. D, you're sitting at home watching Vendettas. What was it like seeing these guys put up that donut while you're sitting at home munching on donuts? You know what? I, I really want to get. I really want to get Veronica's take on this. I really want to get her involved in this um, because I want to know if I want to know if there were any secret. Um, like, was the ball heavier than our real soccer ball? I mean, it had to have been loaded up. You know what I mean? It had to have been loaded up with. Uh, I mean, it, it's on fire, so it, it couldn't have just been a regular soccer ball. So the question is, what you know? What I mean, and then you got that thing in the way. Like, I, I don't like you have that thing in the way. So how many times did they actually hit that thing? Or are they really just like whiffing that bad? You know, so I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, the, because it, because of the show, because of the, the because it, it, it needed to be it had needed to have its spectacularness. Um, was it just, you know, w- were there other issues going on because it, they'd rather have it look spectacular than like doable, you know what I mean? Then the other thing with the with the whole you know billboard in Times Square, I mean, look, it's looking like a Johnny Bananas first round thirty second knockout of of Corey. So you know, it, it was are the were those the two? Were those the is that it was it was Corey the the one that should be on the billboard in Times Square? I mean, you know, I think he's been eliminated first, you know, in the in three seasons in a row. So it's like you know, I mean, you got. You know, Johnny's won six. You can't take that take that away from him. But are these the two, you know, that should be there? You know what I mean? And, and to me, it's it's to me with with some of the the grudge matches that I've been in, it, it, you know, it for me it doesn't look like a WrestleMania poster. It looks like a UFC fight. UFC is so much so much bigger these days, and uh, it looks like Johnny Bananas and Corey are staring at each other. You know, like they're gonna get into a fist fight. Like they're really gonna fight. Like, I, and that's that's what. I believe I was expecting from would expect from the billboard on uh, Times Square on the TRL building, you know, so, um, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, looks sounded like a lot of pre-fight hype. You mentioned UFC and I'm a, a, as big of a UFC guy as anybody. We have Michelle Waterson on the podcast. You're calling out Donald Cerrone, our boy Forrest Griffin's chiming in because he's got a great podcast. Anything goes with TJ Lavin. You guys should peep that. But here's the difference here. And this is why the wrestling analogy makes more sense. Uh, When it comes to wrestling, they know who's going to win. 
They know that so-and-so is going to win the Royal Rumble. So-and-so is going to win the main event. So when they put them on the poster, they know they're not going to look bad. In the UFC, sure, you can put two guys on a poster and it's a first-round knockout. Boom, that's what happens with real athletics. They taped this stuff months ago. The WWE does not put the dude who gets eliminated first in the Royal Rumble on the Royal Rumble DVD. Okay, I don't think I've seen Bushwhacker Luke on many Royal Rumble DVDs. And I'm sorry, but Corey, you're Bushwhacker Luke, bro. You know, I mean, I mean, at this point, uh, it looks like they're either going to put Johnny Bananas versus Corey in Times Square, or the new vendetta is looking like Devin versus Corey or Devin versus Johnny. So, I mean. You 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 pick your you pick your blunder there, okay? You pick your blunder. I don't know. They did. Um, let's get Veronica. I don't want to talk about same more until she gets on here, Scott. I'll be honest. We got to get her in. I need to I need to find out what's really going on back there. Um, obviously, the the you know, the Corey story is question. You know, the very least at the very least suspect questionable all right let's let's get to v it's time to ask v anything bro let's do it i mean you guys came out with the questions veronica she's a mainstay on the challenge she took some time off she's back follow her on twitter at v underscore cakes follow d at Derek mtv follow me at shot of jaeger let's get to it baby veronica here we go All right, everybody, it's time for a little bit of Ask V Anything. You guys wanted V Cakes, and we are serving up some V Cakes. Miss Veronica Portillo, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Derek and Scott. Good morning. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on. Um, I've never seen so many freaking Twitter questions for for one guest. I I was looking through it all, and I was just like, holy shit. And and I'm not joking when I say, um, I mean, people have been pounding on our doors to get you, and I thought at some point somebody might actually hack into my Twitter just to figure out when you're going to come on this podcast. So yes, thanks again <laughs> for coming on. Well, thank you. Um, I'm happy to be here finally. So um, people have questions from all aspects of your cha- lengthy <laughs> challenge and television career, but since it's fresh on our minds and hopefully fresh on yours, uh, we want to uh-huh. get into vendettas. Get that out of the way because there's okay. not that much content. From our perspective as viewers yeah. yet, but you went through the whole thing. We want to get some dirt. We want to hear about some of the hookups, all this and that. Um, <sighs> okay. Yeah, but first, so I'm going to start off Asking with a question. me about dirt always gets me into trouble, by the way. Perfect. So. That's exactly what we want here on Challenge Mania. <laughs> you get the format well, of the show. Um, well, it also, sounds, it also sounds like how you get on the show, how people get on the show uh, every, every season. Um, yeah, I think that's a whole other question. I think that question has to do with, uh, how do people act differently nowadays? <laughs> oh, yeah. We got questions like that. People want to know yeah. about your perspective having – I mean, you've been doing this since – I mean, not to date you guys, but both you guys, for the most part, have been doing this pre-social media. So that's such a big part of the game right now. We want to get to that. But first yes. off the bat, Danielle on Twitter wants to know what your opinion of Natalie is because we saw you and her have a moment last night. Uh, she seems to be taking the, the Vendetta's challenge by storm, and you guys had a little heart-to-heart last night. What's your opinion of the new girl? Um, you know, obviously she's a very strong competitor. I think she's also very smart in the way she plays the political game. She came off, um, right off the bat, even, you know, before we even got on the plane, leaving New York to go to the location, um, very chummy with bananas. So I feel like anyone like that, um, is 
playing a very smart, strategic game. I don't know necessarily if it was influenced by um, a general, a, a very uh, real, natural attraction to Johnny um, or not. I can't say that, but it definitely looked like it was, it could have been a little forced on both of their, from both of their sides. Yeah, let, let me let me jump in this one because I was also like I was I was surprised and kind of like you know happy to see um, the respect that she showed you um, on last night's episode because I don't know it just it just seemed like it, it was definitely the right thing to do. But how do you feel mm-hmm. about the respect that she's giving you right off the bat? Is that um, it, it, was that something you expected her to do right off I, the bat? I didn't expect her to do it. I didn't give her a reason to do it. It's not like we were um, hanging out or friendly before that. Um, I think that, I mean, I saw the conversation that bananas had with her and he said, you know, use whatever political, uh, like use your, you have political capital right now. So use that to your benefit. Um, So I think she was coached very well. Um, Did I, do I think that towards like, as the game developed that her loyalty to me was a little bit more sincere. Yes. I think we eventually like, um, sort of like formed a friendship. Um, but right off the gate, I think that her conversation with me and her conversation with Kayla was a way for her to play a very good strategic political game because I was in a room upstairs that she thought I could influence. And Kayla was in the room downstairs that she thought Kayla could influence. We had a, uh, a pretty noteworthy elimination last night. You've seen a yeah. lot of these things. Uh, was that at the top or bottom of, uh, of your list as it was for TJ, it sounds like, and uh, D and I as well? Uh, that was a really pathetic showing of, of athleticism. It was really funny for us to watch because we thought that they were going to be First of all, we walk in there and we know it has to do with fire. And then they're lighting these balls on fire. And we thought they were going to be, like, kicking the ball so hard that it actually could be hitting us in the face. And, like, they couldn't even get the ball off the ground. Um, They look like toddlers playing soccer for the very first time, in my opinion. Um, Surprised one of them didn't fall down while they tried to kick. I mean, I mean, I mean, dude, I'm I'm really trying to give these guys the benefit of the doubt. Like, um, like, was there... Was that thing in the way? Because I'm just picturing myself being in there and trying to figure out the problems that I would have. Was that that thing, that fire thing in the middle, like really just as big as it looked and and kind of in the way? And were these balls like not real soccer balls because they were lit on fire? I mean, Um, I think that they might have been real soccer balls, but obviously they were wrapped in something that could have, you know, that could be um, flammable. Um, They also had, because because they were hit, uh, kicking a, a lit up um, soccer ball or a little ball, they had, like, construction boots on. Right. So, I, mean, I, would be, I would be crushing a ball with construction boots on, and I've never fucking played soccer. Just but saying. you always wear construction boots. I, and I do. I do so, wear, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It could be, have something to do with that. Listen, I don't I, – they obviously did not – do a great job. Um, they didn't perform very well. Neither of them did. There wasn't a blowout by any means. Uh, it was obviously very funny in a pathetic way to watch. But, you know, maybe maybe they never played soccer on the field. 
Yeah. Let me let me ask you another question, funny in a pathetic way. When you have Johnny Bananas and Corey staring at each other like they're the they're the next heavyweight UFC fight in Times Square, um, is that how, how does that how, and and then and then Corey goes out with a a dribbler a, a dribble a dribble a dribbler that doesn't even make it to the soccer goal, but you put yeah. this guy as your heavyweight championship title for the world. Loses in like a fucking fifteen second knockout with a dribbler. That doesn't even make the damn cycle. Tell me your thoughts on that. Um, you know, it's uh, it's their marketing. Maybe they should have thought it out a little bit more. But I think that the reason why Corey's face is up there isn't because of his, um, his the the name that he's he's created for himself in a competitive standpoint on the game. It's more for the face and the popularity. And, you know how it goes, Dirk. And the, and the, and the shit talking, and the shit talking ability. And the shit talking, and the shit talking, and um, you know all the screen time he gets because of all the girls he hooks up with. You know how the game works. Yeah, and I love it when and I love it when the shit talkers look like shit. Just for the record, <laughs> Scott. Don't we all? That's why I don't <laughs> like to talk shit because I know the minute I start talking shit, it's gonna bite me in the ass. Yeah, but that's almost the name of the game. Put yourself out there, just stand there, um, say some stuff, and and wait to get hit. And if you get nailed, you're gonna look like an asshole. And yeah. that's almost the name of the game. And Corey seems to do it very well. Yeah, I think it yeah. stands out a little bit more though, because I mean, you look at the guy; he looks like he should be a challenge beast. Like I know he's got the the talking game, but like you can look like Devin and be a good talker. You know, uh, he looks like he would be dominant at these things. And so to me, it stands out even more when he's the first one on the bus. But listen, it has nothing to do with your physical appearance, like your muscles, you know, your physical appearance and your muscles. I've seen some guys throughout the years that have the sickest body ever, you know, and you expect them to be when they're on the field to kick everyone's ass. And actually, they can't even come close. Yeah, and we're having. Don't worry, we're having Mark Long on the show real soon, so we can talk about him in the uh, in the third person. <laughs> I wasn't talking about Mark specifically. <laughs> good, um, good try, Scott. Good try. D D wants to know about these these hookups. I mean, Jemmy teased it a little bit on the show. Uh, D, why don't you get to that question? Well, well, well here's here's the thing. Well, like we're we're, we're working this this interview uh, backwards, for, just so you know. Usually, um, you know, we get we get the casting story. Everyone loves okay. it. I'm, I, I, I've heard your casting story on the Dirty Thirty. It's it's interesting. Um, and uh, and and since we haven't talked about vendettas, and there's all these hookups going on, and uh, and like I know people love the hookups, and 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 we got to get to the Twitter questions because there's so freaking many. Um, but, uh, but I want to know for the audience, what mm-hmm. is going on with this, ho- with these hookups? I mean, it's literally looking like hookup city. Um, you know, I want to throw some names out, some, 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 uh, some couples that it looks like, looks like there's couples, um, out there. And, uh, I want to throw them out there your way and see, uh, what you think. Are these going to last? Um, what, are, what are they? Was, were they stupid? Um, do they hate each other? Is Brad and Brittany in, really in love? Um, so I guess we could just start there. And then, okay, I, wanna, I, and then I wanna talk about I wanna talk about the absurd uh, comment that uh, Marie makes uh, to Brad. I just I just feel like I just feel like the kids oh, are, mm, the, Did it strike mm, a nerve with you? Yeah, yeah, dude. The kid dude, yeah. the kids are off limits. Come on, dude. He's fucking out yeah. there trying to make money for his fucking kids, get his life together. 
So, you know, I mean, the low blow, it's just a, a little too low for me. So, mm-hmm. um, but let's, let's go, let's go to the hookups. Then we'll go there. I guess just start with Brittany and Brad. What's, what's, yeah, let's start, let's, let, let's make sure uh, Derek's dreams aren't completely crushed yet. Are they really in love? Tell us. So first of all, <laughs> let's just preface this by saying I've never been on a challenge with more hookups than what happened in the Vendetta's house. Hookup now, city. Hookup city. Yeah. It was definitely, um, something that I had never experienced before. Now with that said, you have to understand that a lot of these people have come from dating shows. So they're used to being on television and hooking up. I mean, that's what they do. They go on these shows and that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to find someone that they can hook up with. So well, that was. That they're was almost like, yeah, they're almost like, it, yeah. I mean, it almost looks like it's, it almost sounds like that's, that's what they're trained for. It's almost mm-hmm. like what, they, what they Well, that's know. what's, well, that's what's familiar to them. That's what feels comfortable. Now for me, I don't necessarily want to go on a show and like have like a relationship completely exposed. That's not what I want to do. Um, but of course that's just not what's familiar to me or comfortable. Um, do I think Brad and Brittany are like legit? Is that the question? Sure. So at first I didn't think that they were so legit. Um, I thought that it was a a very, like, I thought it was a power move on Brittany's part. Um, and also for Brad, obviously you, we all know that if you have a relationship in the house, you get a lot more airtime. Um, we all know when you have more airtime, you have a higher chance of getting called back the next season. So that's, that's always in the back of my head. Um, but as this, as the days went on and you like, I saw them literally like they couldn't stop talking to each other. We were on the bus shuttles every day, like to our competitions on a daily basis. And sometimes we had an hour ride. Sometimes we had two hour rides. They literally sat next to each other and talked the entire time. I was like, I don't think I would have anything like that much to talk to someone about, you know? (laughs) So I do think, I do think that they're genuine and obviously it's lasted beyond, you know, Spain. So whenever relationship actually carries over into real life, there's something to be said about that. Man, I wish you would have stopped right at the, uh, maybe this is just for uh, strategy's sake, because I, I could picture D sitting there on the line being like, so you're saying there's a chance. Uh, D, do you have a little soft spot for Brittany in your heart? No, you know what? It's just it's just been an ongoing joke. It's kind of like know. a... I know, that's what I know. I know it's, it's, <laughs> it's more hype than actual real. That's why I was yeah, it's, asking it's you. Yeah, it's true. It, it, and, it, <laughs> and it really was, and it really was. Um... It, you know, it, it was almost like I couldn't believe, and I, I, I was talking. I think I, I literally talked to you the next the next morning about this. It was yeah. when the the video the next morning the Britney video where us kissing was like everywhere. It was like all <laughs> over the place. And I was just like, uh, you know, and, and, and my kid even knows about it, and I'm just yeah. like, what the fuck? I mean, it, it was out for maybe two hours that morning. It wasn't even like 11 a.m. the next day, and it was just like everywhere. And I was like. Oh my God. You know I mean, so for me, it was almost like, 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 I, you know, my, my head is in my hand. Like what the fuck? Yeah. It, it like, I mean, you can't just like kiss someone and, and, and but that and just goes to deal. prove that like, like a relationship or, or sex or whatever, a flirtation, like really, really sells and it gains people's interest. It attracts people to the story. So, I mean, MTV yeah. was built on Britney videos and you brought them back D. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Sure, no problem, no problem. I Glad think to... MTV was built way before Britney. Just, just saying. 
Spoken like a true OG. Okay, so we went to the to the Johnny and, and Natalie thing, and, and you yeah, talked, we already spoke like, about that. It was more strategy than anything. Okay, let's let's move into the um into the menage a trois of uh, Marie, um, Kyle, and and Kara, and, and will we see a menage a trois, or is it just you know has has Kara taken the cake? Um, <clears throat> it looks was like was the Marie Kara's thing, taking the cake? I and was the I was oops, sorry. Go ahead. Was the Marie thing? Was the Marie thing? Was the Marie thing like just a kiss? Or I think the Marie thing was just a kiss. I mean, you guys saw it. I think the Marie thing was just a kiss. I mean, it was the first night. Um, It didn't happen again. Uh, I feel like we all forgot about it by day two. You know. Oh my gosh! Speaking of first nights, sorry to cut you off, but we can continue with this. But I have an awesome video of one of our first nights on the Inferno. I'm gonna send it to you, and you gotta let me know if I could put it up because. Um, you're doing a keg stand and I would love to put How it How do you find it. all these videos, Derek? How do you do it? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't get know. it. Well, I don't Are know they if sent you, to you? Well, I don't know if you remember, but way back when, um, after we used to get, after we used to get, um, the videos, uh, mm-hmm. after we used to get the videos on VHS, they started sending them to us on DVD. On, on DVD. That's how old we are. Uh-huh. And in challengers. I have boxes of VHS videos at my mom's house. Isn't that, isn't that so boxes funny? Boxes and boxes, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, I went back to to look for clips of of just, like, cool shit that I did. I mean, uh, I think funny. that's kind of, yeah, I think that's kind of what helped me get on the show because I'd look, I'd watch these shows and I had been and disappeared for, for so long and I'd look at these fucking cast members they'd bring on. I'm like, dude, these dudes are so fucking lame, dude. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, you know what, you know, let me, let me, let me find some shit and throw it up and, and, and see, because I still feel like I've done stuff on these shows that people have never done. So, and, and I'm, and, and just like an athlete, just like we're talking about the challenge as a sport, um, every other podcast, um, you know, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, I have highlights that other people will, will never have. They'll never do it. Like, like the yeah. guy that's like the guy, like the football player that's jumping over the other guy. Um, on, on the football field, like I have, mm. I have a, stuff that's equivalent. I feel like in chat in, in, in the, the sport, the, the challenge, um, that, uh, you know, we've grown up doing. So, um, also like another question I had for you is, uh, like, have, do you have three championships or four championships? I believe three, three. Okay. Um, Scott, I went all over the place with this, but my question is, I'm going to send you the video. The, the reason why I got the video is because, um, do you remember the, the Inferno 2 night when uh, uh, me and Landon wrestled and uh, he busted his elbow, then Mike the Miz said something like, that's why you're going to Inferno, and I got in his face, Darrell pulled me out of it. That's part of it. That's, that's, what that's part of the actually, video? Yeah, you actually start off the video doing a keg stand. And it's okay, awesome. well, share it. Send it my way. Sweet. Um, before Done. we move on to Vendettas, I think there's one more hookup that we should mention because uh, a lot of people love talking about Nicole and the sort of force. She's like the female Corey on the shows now. I mean, she just is a force of nature. It's like with the I world thing. And now, it. you know, so let, what are your thoughts on Nicole and that whole deal? I don't get it at all. Um, but she manages to um, pull in the women somehow. She tries with almost every girl, I will say that. Um, and her move is something like a smile sticking out her tongue, which does n- did nothing for me every time she would do it. Uh, but 
you know, you saw Melissa break it down. She thought that it was a smart, strategic, you know, person to align herself with. Yeah, I mean, uh, Vendetta is all about putting out fires. You might as well align with a firefighter. Are you going on record as saying that Nicola was hollering at you as well? Oh, yeah, I can say that. And she, if she denied it, she would be a liar. Wow. Oh, yeah. All right, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Challenge Mania, that's what we bring you guys. That wasn't on TV, probably because uh, V-Cake shut it down. But, uh, yeah. Wow. And, and I will say that Melissa isn't going to be the only girl that... Nicole makes out with. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. Cue the air horn. Um, all right, ask me anything. We advertised it. If we don't deliver it, I think we might lose subscribers. So um, I'm going to hit you off one with uh, from Dave Woods because this applies to both Vendettas and the Dirty 30. Um, he wants to know, in your experience of, the, of these last couple, which newbie do you think would have fared best on the old school challenge style where there were just inner circles voting people off? And would you like to see challenge formats like that happen again? Um, uh, inner circle voting people off, no one competing head to head before they leave, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, you know, a newbie probably that would have fared better with that. Um, I would say like if it's a rookie, like a real rookie, I feel like Natalie would have been the one that would fared better with that. Interesting. Why do you, why do you say that? Because, I mean, you saw her compete, um, what is it, three competitions already? She's probably been in the top five in both, which means that she would have been in the inner circle at least two of those times. Oh, right. That makes so, sense. Okay, because I was yeah. thinking more And like, she only made the Troika once. So right, I think right, right. for yeah, her, like, she would have had more power in the game if there was, you know, if it was straight inner circle. And then the other rookie, the other rookies were Kayla, sorry, Kaylee, sorry. Let me be clear. Kaylee and Cam and Melissa, right? Anyone else I'm missing? I don't know. I think those are the only ones. Um, and they're not competing as as good as Natalie has competed, you know, within the, with these three competitions. What about in seen. general, not even just like direct newbies, like fresh off the boat newbies, but like any of the newer crop of people that like on this new round of challenges you've done, some of the younger folks who weren't part of your first wave of, of castmates? Uh, no, I don't really, I don't really think so. Cause again, the inner circle would have had to be the, the top three competitors and it's really hard to be brand new and, and be, you know, the top three all the time. So, cause a lot of it in, in, in D can, can vouch for this. A lot of it has to do with, with, um, confidence and with experience, um, experience, you know, with the whole mental game and tackling a lot of nerves. Because, like, the Heights Challenge you saw, people don't really put themselves in that on a normal day basis. And you have to be able to overcome your fears. And that comes with experience. Well, you know who's spewing confidence right now is Devin and Cam. I, I can't believe. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Spewing. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I mean, I wouldn't go on television calling myself a queen, but everyone is different. I just, um, yeah, she's very confident, which is, which is not a bad thing, but again, you know, you, it's not, in my opinion, it's not that good of an idea to go on television and be ex that confident and that cocky because I think that sometimes it bites you in the ass. I, w I gotta call you out there V cakes because, uh, you are the original going on TV, being confident and cocky, my friend. <laughs> okay. Give me examples when I was like, put me in cause I'll take you out. 
Okay, you're right. Okay, yeah, calling okay. it out like that for sure. You're right. Okay, for me it was more. You're right because it's it wasn't as as direct as it is these days. So you didn't really have that many opportunities to do that. To me, it was more your aura. So okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna sit there and like go around like Camilla did during Dirty Thirty, intimidating everyone and saying like, you know, if if I saved you this time around, so you have to save me or I, you know, that sort of thing. Oh yeah. By the way, V cakes, I forgot to tell you, don't say Camilla. We'll have to bleep it. Um, all right. So I just want to say oh, really? one more things about, okay. uh, one more thing about vendettas. Um, it, was there a better example of how they sometimes put too many cast members, new cast members on the show at the same time than last night where they, they showed the bottom three there that the Troika had voted. And I looked at that and I was like, I'm sorry. I don't know who these people are. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you're a rookie sometimes. That's, you know, you're the ones that are most disposable because you don't have the connections in the house. And whenever, whenever the, you know, whenever a small group of people are making decisions, they don't want to have a target on their back. So they're going to go with a person that is going to cost, cause the least waves. Okay. Okay. Spe- okay. Spe- speaking. Speaking of of uh, couples and hot couples at that and and back in the day, I Scott it, it was 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 Veronica and Rachel not the hottest couple growing up? Yeah, I mean, sorry. That, they were say, they were the stand they were the relationship standard of the of the challenge. I'll say that. Just wondering. Obviously, Rachel uh, has twins now. Do you still yeah. keep in touch with her? Um, I do. We t- we Rachel and I, for the record, are friendly with each other. There's no ill will. There's no jealousy. There's nothing but love. And like, we really want to see the other person just find happiness and, you know, live a a beautiful life. Yeah. And dude, that the mom looks so well on her too, you know, the, the mom card. Yeah. Yeah. She does. It's it. Yeah, she does. She looks great being a mom. I'll use that as a segue because Travis on Twitter asked this question. You've already answered about mm-hmm. Rachel. What your relationship is like with some of the older castmates over the years that we don't see too much anymore? So, um, you know, a lot of time has passed with, you know, the older castmates being on, on these shows with me because I haven't done them as well. Um, because of social media, it allows us to stay in contact with people like on the peripheral, which is nice. But as far as people that I speak to, I would say, obviously, I speak to Shane. Obviously, I speak to Rachel. I speak to Tina. I speak to Coral. Um, Kendall's been, you know, very vocal on the Internet these days. So I've, I've <laughs> yeah, she heard has more been. of her recently. Um, I know people want to know, like, if I speak to Tanya, the answer is no. If I speak to Julia, the answer is no. And I don't speak to Beth, you know. Obviously, the people that I didn't get along with on the shows are the people that I'm not going to go out of my way to keep in contact with. And the people that I was very close to and had, you know, good relationships with, those are the people that are still in my life. Can you give us a little bit on, like, what's going on with all these people you still talk to? Oh, what's going on? Yeah, it's a little bit, like, how they doing, what are they doing? what's, What's Tina doing with her life? Yeah. So Tina lives in Dallas. She is happily married. I think she got married about maybe five years ago, six, six years ago, something like that. Um, she's married to a pilot. And she is, you know, very happy being a wife. Yeah. And the last time we saw yeah. her was as a heavy hitter on uh, the night that CT came in and put, made it, made uh, Johnny his backpack. Uh. And some barrels. Um, See, that's, that's what a challenge I didn't watch. 
Um, so I never saw her come in and be a heavy hitter. Well, but I, the last time I saw Tina was in 2012, I want to say, like in the fall of 2012. So it's been a while. Uh, we always joke about like meeting in some, you know, tropical, sunny location. And I really need to make that happen because I do miss her and she's a riot. She's really fun and she's a good, loyal friend. And I wish that her and I like could spend more time with each other. Yeah, I have those conversations with Darrell too. We're like, oh, mm-hmm. we have kids oh, together. Darrell's someone that I still keep in contact with all the time because he lives in the Bay Area. He lives in the Sac- in the Sacramento area, and I live in San Francisco. So every time he comes to San Francisco, he gives me a call. He's like, Shorty V, you in town? You in town? So he's someone that I still keep in contact with and have throughout all these years. You know, you mentioned uh, Tina uh, dating or being with a pilot. Um, Abigail had a great question here and she said, she said, I love Veronica, but feel like we know nothing about her life outside of MTV. Would love to know Mm -hmm. more about her. And do you purposely live a more private life? Um, I don't know if it's like I purposely live a more private life. I'm just not like all over social media. So people don't really see what I do on a day to day or see who's in my life on a day to day. Um, because I just think the whole social media is just like, it's, it's just, it just takes up too much time, you know? Um, but I don't really live a purposely like quieter life because I feel like when I do these things, I do talk about everything. So I'm not a private person. We all know that you can't go on reality television and be a private person. That's an oxymoron. Yeah. Let me ask, I want, I want to pose this question to both of you because I want, I want to know your takes on, I mean, we see how different people handle social media and the way it's such a part of the game these days. Brad came on challenge mania and said he got cast on vendettas because he got into a Twitter war with Tony. I mean, we got D on the line here. Who's a podcast host. And then we have you who likes to use it strategically, but, but not necessarily dive full on into social media like Kendall does. Um, I want to know, do you think it's for better or for worse that now you guys don't necessarily live and die by the edit and you guys can reach out to fans and, and, and have a sort of an afterlife um, that is very public? Or do you think that sometimes that's a little bit too much or some people handle it the wrong way? Um, okay. Well, all of the above. I think that it's good. It gives people a platform to be able to, you know, describe their feelings or maybe t- say a different point of view than what was shown to the viewers. Cause you know, back in, you know, when, when, when the production company edits a story and shows a certain, a certain point of view, everyone, t- the viewers take that as the truth. I could go on there and say little, you know, Derek is, he is cocky and he, it talks a lot of shit. He plays up his game, but he's worthless on the field. And people might believe that. Like they take whatever is said and shown as the truth when it very well could not be. Um, so it's nice that people have a platform to be able to explain themselves a little bit more. It's also nice, I think, for the show and the show's popularity to have it kind of have the conversation of the show be, you know, 365 days out of the year. Can I say, I think the biggest change in the social media aspect of it is, Veronica, when you guys started, to me, look, I was a fan, I was a viewer, you were Veronica. Derek was Derek. Now that everyone uh-huh. has social media, it's you're Derek Kaczynski. You know, everyone's a full name. They're an actual person. Uh-huh. We see what your, also a your regular life is like. There's a third dimension to it 
that I think mm-hmm. helps everybody. It helps you guys, I think, brand outside of the show. It helps the connection that we have with you people. Because it's funny, like you mm-hmm. used to, we used to talk about you people in the third person and be like, yeah, uh, Veronica from Road Rules, Derek from The Challenge, you know, and that was your name. Was Your middle name was from the. Yeah. And now it's V-Cakes? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. <laughs> that's exactly how you were putting it at the beginning, Scott. <laughs> you, you like, you, he was like almost like, not like he was he was more uh more geared towards saying v cakes than he was veronica and he's known veronica since you know saturday morning cartoons yeah well, it's funny because you are one of the few people i mentioned the whole branding aspect of it you know besides like johnny bananas per se a lot of a lot of the challenge folks put their their twitter is you know at their name at their first name underscore their last name and you're v cakes because you got the confidence like all right you either know who i am or you don't <laughs> you want a slice of v cake follow me well, it's also a really long, remember back in the day when Twitter started, your handle would t- consume, take up one of the 140 characters. So my name is very long. It's Veronica Portillo. It's 16 characters. So I had to shorten that up to six. No, I feel that. Trust me. We're, we're trying to you know, get a Challenge Mania <laughs> Twitter going and I want that at Challenge Mania, but somebody owns it and they're like, they've been an inactive for five years. So if you're listening to this and you want to help us get a Challenge Mania Twitter, tweet at Challenge ah. Mania and let them know they need to hand that bad boy over to D&I and we'll throw in some swag or something like that. Because you know, if we don't do that, we're going to have to be like at Challenge Mania podcast or at Challenge Mania listen or something like that. And that's just way too yeah. long. And I need those precious characters to be quoting V-Cakes. So do you remember back in the day when they tried to, when they told us like not to use our last name? No, because I wasn't on, I wasn't on, okay, the only platform I was on while I was on the show, I believe was MySpace. And I don't even know if I, if I started MySpace after the last challenge that I did before the ruins or during. I I know that. We started, I know that we started MySpace, Rachel and I started MySpace to promote our t-shirt line. Um, uh-huh. and For the kids at home, what was MySpace? <laughs> the first like real social network um, that people had. Yeah, shouts Facebook to Tom, everybody. Second. Okay, continue. Uh, Facebook was the second, but it was only open to college students. So it was a very, it was a much smaller network. And then when Facebook opened it up to the public, I started my Facebook page because I was casting at the time. I worked in production after um, doing all these shows for, for a stretch of time. And so I started Facebook only so that I could cast. Wow. So yeah, we I need cast. to, we need, sorry, quick segue. We need to know more yeah. about that. That's amazing. Tell us about that. Uh, tell us about that sort of career pivot point. It seems like a natural fit, but need to know every single detail about that. Oh my God. There's so many details. Um, well, I started in casting um, and did casting for a couple shows, um, in LA, they're all LA based. A lot of them, I, I cast up for like millionaire matchmaker. Um, I worked on tool Academy. I worked on, um, Jersey shore the first season. That was quite an experiment. That was the funnest show that I worked on because we didn't know what was going on, but I was like in the control room watching the reality. And it was the first time that I was really kind of manip- like helping to manipulate the story. And I remember distinctly being in the control room and Snooki getting really drunk the first night. And the production company that I was working for, this is the first time they ever did a documentary reality style show. They had only done, done like challenge type shows like Tool Academy. 
And the executive, like the owner of the company, Sally Ann, she turned to me and she's like, what do we do? Because Snooki wanted to quit the show because she got really drunk. She got naked in the hot tub and the other girls in the house were making her feel like they were slut shaming her. They were making her feel really, really bad. Um, so were the guys and she felt like she needed to quit. And Sally Ann turned to me. She's like, what do we do? Do we let her go? And I said, absolutely not. Do you want her to be like, do you want the other girls to get out of their shell? Because she's going to bring them out of their shell. Or do you want these two girls that won't even get in their bathing suits on television? What type of girls do you want in on this show? And she's like, obviously not the two girls that don't even want to get on their, in their bathing suits, you know? And I said, okay, well then you can't let her leave because she's going to help this, like the other girls get out of their shell. Wow. And so it was literally like, okay, split scene. It was with, with, um, Jersey shore, the, the smartest thing that they did, smartest thing that they did is they could pull people into interviews at any given moment. Yes. Not like, not like our shows where our shows we have strict interview days and everyone has their time slot and ever that's all we do on those days. Um, you know, and you can kind of like figure out what you're going to say before you're going to say it. If you, if you had an issue with someone, well, what they did is that they always had the interview, uh, background set up in the basement of the house. And if there was a fight, if there was a big fight, they would pull someone into an interview immediately and start asking them questions about that fight. So there was no way that that fight could have been um, worked out before they got the stories, before they got the sound bites that they needed. Um, I like and so that. That's, and so that's what they did. They literally took her out of scene. Um, they actually didn't take her out of scene. They took Sammy's sweetheart out of scene. And because Sammy wanted to be known as like a good person and she was older than Snooki and they just put it in her head that she should be the big sister, be the sweetheart. You know, she, her tagline was like, I'm the sweetest bitch you'll ever know or something like that. Be the sweetheart that she's known to be or that she wants to be known to be and go out there and talk to Snooki, make her feel good about what she did last night and convince her not to leave the house. And it was literally like bam, bang, boom. Now Snoopy's not leaving. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. Ctmobile.com. In the house. Wow. Veronica saved the show. Wow. I, know, I mean, I, I got to pat myself on the back for that one. I kind of did. Apologies to anybody who knows that, but to me, this is like such new information for me and awesome not just backstory, but like current story about the fact that you, you know, have this casting experience and, and thus are like an additional producer on set. Johnny Bananas, Johnny Bananas calls himself a hybrid cast member slash producer, but I feel like you legitimately are. Well, I worked on the backside, so I kind of know what goes on. 
Um, so then, I mean, the funny story is that I did Snooki's home pickup. So I went with like the, the camera crew to her home with her dad and her mom. And we had like a barbecue. And then I peeled <laughs> Snooki away from that. We did like a night out in her hometown. And then her and I drove to the shore in her piece of shit car that was about to break down. And then we stayed in, I had to stay in the same hotel room with her for a couple of days and take her phone away from her. Be in charge of, like, stealing her phone um, until the production started. Wow. Why does yeah. everyone – everyone always wanted to see a Jersey Shore influx on the challenge, whether it was, like, a Jersey Shore versus challenge thing or just put some of them on. Why do you think we never saw that? Well, I think that they're highly paid. They were highly paid. Um, they obviously had a hit show their first season. They – stuck together and demanded X amount of money per episode, which they deserved. And they wouldn't make as, I mean, now so much time has passed that maybe some of them will, because obviously some of their, um, some of them have more successful careers than others. So maybe some of, some of them would come, come on the challenge. Um, but they can't expect to make what they were making per episode on Jersey shore. And there's a reunion that they're filming, so they might not need to. I heard I heard that Dina was supposed to be on this last challenge, but something fell through. She got married or something like that. Um, my question is, how many other shows do you think they'll be pulling from to make this, you know, these challenges bigger than what they are? And do you think bringing on the Big Brothers helps? Do you think bringing on the UK kids helps? I think that it increases viewership. I think that obviously people you know, Natalie has her own fans and Victor has his own fans and hopefully it's attracting new eyes to our show. They do have to remain, make sure that they bring people into the show that kind of have a, um, share a similar, uh, share a similar fan base. And if you, you can, you know, the people that have a similar fan base, you can, you can see that big brother fan base and the, and the challenge fan base is similar. You can see that other popular shows on Bravo, like, um, Vanderpump Rules has the same viewers as the challenge. Not all, but there's crossover. So as long as they keep the crossover going, I think that it's a good idea to bring in fresh faces, fresh personalities, and new viewers. Um, Cara Maria Defender on Twitter wants to know if you think the show, the challenge that is, progressed for the better or worse. And that can include what you just said, the sort of evolution of how they uh, cast the show, but also the, the competition aspect of it, the differences in format, all that good stuff. Um, I think that is a pro progressed for the benefit of the show. I think that there was a time there where they're casting for real world kind of taint and the characters that were, they were bringing into the challenges just weren't, I don't know. They just weren't diverse enough. Like they just weren't very developed or, you know, deep people that had a lot of things to pull from in their character. Um, and I, so I didn't like that. I thought that people were getting kind of boring and kind of generic. Um, the format, I don't know the format. I feel like they should, they can change it around a little bit, like from season to season. I think that this Troika thing is a lot is similar. It's just, it's just a little different than what we had in dirty, uh, dirty 30. Right, Derek. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm trying to think like the, the the way I'm seeing the rules and the way I'm mm -hmm. seeing it play out. Like in my head is like 
if I if I win a grenade, I can um, I can go in there and leverage. If there's three, if you have two people, because um, mm-hmm. there's three people. If you have two people on the same page, mm-hmm. you know, then then you win the vote. So mm-hmm. you can you can kind of if you win the grenade you can go in there and leverage yourself for the next mm-hmm. you know for the next uh, troika if you wanted mm-hmm. to, you had one more yeah. person exactly uh-huh. exactly and and you'll see as the season develops that to me it started becoming a little bit more like just an inner circle because the winning you'll see the winning team ends up having a lot more power for the next game right um, right. And you know, you know, Derek, that a lot of like when you're forming teams and when you're forming orders, like that determines a lot of times who is going to actually have a better chance of winning. For instance, this last one, the hashtag challenge that we just saw, um, the bananas round only had only had five guys in it instead of six. I had one less guy than the other round, so that meant. I want to say one less hashtag that they each had to carry or one less person in the way. For so sure. it was really, it was really easy for the winner, the faster, fastest people to come from that heat, that round than it would have been for the other round. Let's uh, let's continue to, let's continue to ask V anything here before we got to let her go. Uh, a couple dirty 30 questions. Um, Alad wants to know, how was your relationship with Leroy after you voted him into elimination on the dirty 30? He was mad at me for like all of 30 seconds. All right. That's an easy um, answer. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, so he, I feel like... he was mad at me that day. He cooled off by, you know, you know, hours before he actually had to go in. And then if you, if, you know, the viewers remember, I joined the Redemption House shortly after that. And he was not angry at me at all. He doesn't hold grudges. He knows it's a, it's a game. Like, he thought I did him a little dirty. But at the end of the day, he and I did not have a formal agreement on anything. And, you know, I, I basically did what I could do in that moment to save the people that I thought that I wanted to win. You know, like, at that point in time, I was just going against the, the alliance that I saw kind of taking over the house. And I just wanted to fuck shit up, to be honest. Um, Thank you, Veronica. You're welcome. And I wanted to save UD in that room when we were having our deliberation with uh, Kayla and Tony and Jordan and Brittany and I, it was very clear that the three of them, the three of them were on one side. They were just going to vote whatever way they wanted to. Now, the problem with that is that Tony developed an alliance with Hunter um, within the week before that. So he had to protect Hunter. Everyone in that room, the three of the people that I just said were voting one way, they either wanted to vote for Derek or they wanted to vote for Hunter. And those are the two people that I wanted to save and Brittany wanted to save. So when, when they started doing the vote, obviously the only person that Tony was going to vote for was Derek because he couldn't vote for Hunter. And they expected me to vote for Hunter even though I didn't want to. They just wanted me to. They wanted me to be the replacement vote for Tony since he had to stay true to his alliance. So when I saw the opportunity that Brittany gave, like, literally gave me to change the vote that they wanted, I took it. And there was no way I was going to say your name and there was no way I was going to say Hunter's name. 
And there's a lot, there's a lot of drama behind that too, because that was when yeah. the whole story came out that um, that jo- it ended up being someone said Veronica said she was going to say Derek, and it came from Jordan, and it sounded like this like bug that Jordan had just put out that. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. And, and, and it wasn't that big of a deal because I believed you, but it was just like I was wondering. I was like, why is this dude lying? So it started, you know, it started kind of getting me to think that Jordan was, you know, like a liar or just kind of like this playing this decepting deceptive game that uh you know i i didn't hadn't seen coming from him you know mm-hmm. well and also like if you if you can like remember i when i went the first time we voted through the line when britney said leroy i tied it up i was just like what what are we gonna because it was two for it was one for leroy two for hunter one for derek and i could have gone derek and tied it up and i could have gone leroy and tied it up or I could have done Hunter and Hunter would go in. So I decided to vote Leroy and tie it up and see what would happen just to test the waters. At that point, I didn't give a shit. I literally did not give a shit. I was like, there's no way I'm probably making it to the end of this game. So I don't care about ruffling any feathers. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned awesome. Kayla and you just mentioned ruffling some feathers. I got to go to awesome. Veronica's question on Twitter. Veronica with a K. Uh, one of our uh, early guests, Kayla, was very polarizing out there. And one of the reasons was a lot of people thought she didn't give you a lot of respect. The question from Veronica is, how did it make you feel that Kayla, during her second ever challenge experience, said you needed to prove yourself? I thought it was hilariously funny. So, I, I mean, I think it's ridiculous that she thinks that I needed to prove myself um, when I was already competing pretty well at that time. Um, and if anything, like... I'm one of the girls that's proven herself the most in that game. It had been years. I get that part. But, you know, I have proven myself in that game. And for her to come in just because she's taller and she has more muscles than me to say that I have to prove myself, I thought it was laughable. And that's the thing. It's like I'm, I've always been underestimated. And Derek can relate to this just because we're like we have more of a petite frame. I've always been underestimated because of my size. And... Back in the day, like, that, like, when I was in the best shape, the best shape of my life, which was, like, the gauntlet and the Inferno days, like, I was still, I was still underestimated. And I was constantly on the chopping block. And every time I was on the chopping block, I would go in and I would outperform. Or go, like, I went into one elimination at that time. But I would literally outperform. I would win lifesavers. I would, you know, take my name out of the equation for the voting because I would get, like, first place that same day. Yeah, and I've never... And and beat guys while I was at it, so... Yeah, she did, she did, she 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 performed really well in the uh, Dirty 30 competitions, and I've never been referred to as petite. Scott? Oh, (laughs) sorry, D. Yeah, well, don't worry. We'll uh, we'll cut that out too. Um, we'll just pretend she said Camilla again. Um, speaking of the Inferno days, Joel has a great question here. How was it running a final with Derek on Inferno two? And would you guys have won if Tanya wasn't on the team? Okay. Um, first of all, we came from a time in the challenges. During that time, like the Gauntlet, the Inferno, the guys on our team were amazing. We didn't have guys that were demeaning women you know, any chance they get all day long. I think everyone knows who I'm talking about. Um, We had guys that supported us and that helped us in any challenge that we could actually perform better. Derek, Adam, um, Abram, all these guys were like really good partners for women at that time. 
Um, so, you know, with that said, obviously Derek was a great teammate. Um, and even though he was a great teammate and we had a pretty good team, I don't think we would have won if Tanya wasn't on our team, unfortunately. The other team was just so thin. They had like three guys and one girl. We just had a bigger team because we were winning elimination rounds. And it helped them that they only had, you know, that they only had one female in the end, sadly. D, what do you think? Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, we're talking about one thing that, that Jamie did all the time was run. And, uh, you know, I, I believe at the time, uh, the story is that she was actually beating Miz on the run. And uh, Mike won in the Inferno four times. He didn't go in four times. He won a couple life shields and stuff like that. But he got nominated that season all four times. And um, and, and he came out of it uh, somehow. And, and it was him, Darrell, and Landon, and Jamie uh, against, you know, me, CT, Abe, uh, four girls. And, um, no, it just, it, it, yeah. it, it was a long shot. It was a long shot. I got mm-hmm. to uh, I got to get a question in from Mira. I think it's Mira, but it's M Y R A on Twitter. Yeah, she's going through a I little bit her. of a Twitter identity crisis here because she's at Cara Maria Army. She's another Cara Maria fan, but her picture is of you, is Veronica. Me? So, I know, I know. Wow. Um, but she, uh, so yeah, I got got to change that. Maybe change to at uh, Veronica Army or at the V Cakes Bakery or something. But she sent in a ton of questions, <laughs> so I want to get to one of them here. This is by far the juiciest one. Did anything okay. develop between you and Corey on Dirty? because Corey was trying to get with you on the first episode. Absolutely not. <laughs> Nothing developed between Corey and I. Um, he, he's definitely charming in real life and flirtatious. And, you know, if I was, you know, if this was 10 years ago, maybe I would have I uh, played with that. But I also was very aware that he had already had relationships or hookups with like all these girls on the show. And I think that I am deserving of someone that hasn't ran through half the female class cast. So, so I guess in the, in the game of V cakes, as well as the game of flaming soccer, Corey does not score. Um, last question. We got to let you go. Everyone's going to hate us for cutting this one short, but we will definitely have you on again. Um, we'll let you out of here on a great question. I think this is a good retrospective way to get you out of here. Uh, in true challenge fashion, it has a negative spin. Uh, Nick wants to know what your biggest regret is from any of the shows, um, and I will leave out the uh, the second. Act. I'll leave it. I'll, I'll I'll leave it in. Here we go. What did you think about Anissa saying you were a mean girl back in the day? Um, okay, my biggest regret out of any of the shows. Great question. Um, oh God, you know I I feel like. What's, what's most recent was the whole Anissa thing. Um, I'm very regretful of that whole incident just because I feel like I'm just older now. I shouldn't be getting that wasted on camera, you know. Um, I felt like when I watched that, I felt really bad for myself because I was so drunk. I um, mean, it was very obvious. Um, so that's my biggest regret, that incident. Um and when Anissa said that I was a mean girl back in the day, I feel like it was just very uncalled for because, I mean, my reputation as a mean girl didn't come out until, I don't know, the, maybe the gauntlet. And she wasn't a part of the gauntlet. She also wasn't part of the Inferno. She also wasn't part of the Inferno, too. She, the only challenges that her and I had done are Battle of the Sexes and Battle of the Sexes, too. 
So I think that she was very much picking, like picking up a, a word, like a buzzword to insult me. And I thought that it was very uncalled for. You know what that sounds like, folks? We talk about fake vendettas on this show all the time. That sounds like a real vendetta. I, I, I just thought it, was, I thought it was uncalled for. I thought she used a buzzword to degrade me and to put me down and to, like, use the word that so many other people used for me when I never gave her, like, any, like, I never gave her that experience. If anything, it was the other way around. Literally, she was always mean to me for no reason except for jealousy. Well, now that, now that you guys are both back in the swing of things, hopefully we can see this thing evolve and hopefully play out for the better on TV. Uh, Veronica, thank you so much. This was great. We learned a little bit about you. We didn't know with the casting stuff. I'm sure some of the super fans knew that, but that Jersey store, Shore stuff was gold. Um, thank you for being so candid with the answers. We have to have you back on. Let's schedule that immediately because ask me anything. They're still coming in with the questions. We're hoping. We're hoping she would come on again because, yes, it was almost like ask, pick Veronica's brain um, because there's so much that people want to know about you. All right. Well, you guys, thanks for having me. I wouldn't mind coming back. It's been fun. Um, maybe we can just focus on a different decade next time. I don't know. We can do like the decade. Yeah, no, totally. This Ask is me great. anything. Yeah, we <laughs> definitely want to talk about all the stuff that you've done. All Veronica, right. Thank you. Yeah. Veronica, thank you. You're welcome. Hope it was good. Oh, it was great. Oh, for sure. All right. Bye, guys. Challenge Throwdown for the Cause, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, February 24th. You want to hang out with D. You want to hang out with Corey, who's going to have a lot to talk about. Just don't ask him about his time on Vendettas. He wasn't there long. Uh, also, Jen is going to be there, Hunter, Brad. It's going to be a really good time. A lot of the money raised goes to Medgift, a really great cause started by Dean Brown. And if people want to go there and they don't necessarily have a T-shirt ready to wear, what kind of what kind of T-shirt should they rock? Dude, you you get you have a choice at this point. You can either get a Team Derek or a Team Johnny Bananas uh, jersey. Looks a lot like the uh, challenge jerseys that you see on on the shows. Um, and <laughs> I got a lot of shit for saying um on the last episode, so I'm trying to keep keep back from it. Uh, so uh, yeah, go to Challenge Throwdown. Dot com uh, get a jersey I'm signing mine uh, the challenge runs through fe- February 24th uh, we should probably uh, have some there hopefully um, but just to secure your jersey um, you can go online and donate and get a signed challenge jersey by me I think Johnny Bananas is done signing his because he's topped out at 30 but I'm gonna keep going until the competition is over. Uh, so we come up with the crushing win. Yeah, let's talk for a moment about those promos they aired during those uh, during the vendettas with Cara Maria and Johnny during the commercials. I mean, there's no transparency at this point with who the favorites are. Am I right? I mean, they're literally doing promos for MTV and MTV.com and hashtag this and challenge this and trivia. Cara was literally reading us trivia during a show about Cara trying to win money. Yeah, well, they all—they're also the two that have the biggest bullseyes on their back. If you haven't noticed, all the vendettas are against them. If you haven't noticed, so I mean, why not make it a bigger bullseye?
Yeah, and yo, I meant to say this on the pod. Yeah, right. Let's make it an even bigger one. So now all the viewers hate him too. No, we know nothing can nothing can chisel away at that reputation of Cara Maria. I mean, if I mean she, I mean, we're look. Everybody who wants us to get her on the show, we're gonna get her on the show. If you want to help us get her on the show, tweet her and let her know we want to hear you on Challenge Mania. Hopefully, we'll get hashtag Challenge accepted. That's the way to make it happen, folks. But we uh, we appreciate the love for the show and for Car Maria. A um, little bit of house cleaning, then we'll let everybody go. Something I want to mention on the podcast when you guys brought him up, I'm with you, man. Devin is looking like he's playing. I like the dude. I just like you know what he reminds me of. If I had to come up with a nickname for Devin, not just on Vendettas, but in, but in general, um, the Cerebral Assassin. <laughs> you know he he kind of reminds me of uh, of of Cersei's. Uh, wizard or witch that lives downstairs and may turn the oh Kyburn 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 yeah. he turned he turned the dead mountain into a mutant like that's what that's what Devin reminds me of that guy I love it if anybody knows Photoshop if you can get Devin as Kyburn from Game of Thrones you get a Challenge Mania sticker um, all right D let's tell him about our next guest coming up. I know we played uh, we played hard to get for the last couple, but most of you know who it is. Our next guest coming up is probably a good person to talk to this ongoing conversation about whether the challenge is the fifth major sport or not. Uh, she's a beast. Who's our next guest, D? Well, look, I personally I like continuously switching it up for for everybody. Um, this this week we got you know a challenge legend in Veronica. Last time we got Jordan. Before that we got. Um, we got uh, TJ Lavin. This time, I want to bring in the champs, a champs versus stars champion. Most recently, on the most recent champs versus stars, Emily Schramm, uh, and talk about like this world uh, that she lives in because it's 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 something else. I mean, if you guys follow her online, if you follow her uh, superhero challenge. Um, you know, uh, 21 day challenges. Like if, if, if you're following her and her podcast, she has a podcast too. She's a huge health nut and, uh, like a CrossFit scientist kind of, okay. Maybe not really, but <laughs> wait until, wait until you hear her. And, uh, and, 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 you know, we didn't get Veronica's journey from where it started, but I think we're going to have to go back to that format, um, with Emily. And because it's, it, it's gone from, it's gone from, you know, uh, her real world experience to being like the health nut of the challenge. And she's back and hasn't been back in a while. So I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her. I haven't talked. I haven't seen her. I haven't talked to her since cutthroat. Um, I mean, this is a conversation that we're literally going to have on the air. Hey, how's it going? How you been? You know what I mean? All that. Yeah, guys, if you get jacked up for hearing, Hey, if you love hearing, how's it going? And if you can wait for nothing more than how you been, this next episode, I'm, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. But no, it's, go- it's going to be a great episode. And look, we know, we know, we know you love Veronica. She was a great guest. I promise you we'll have her back very, very soon. Um, and also, in addition to Emily, pretty soon we're going to have some news for you about our next episodes coming up. We're going to have a little bit of an atypical schedule coming up. We're going to be booking guests a little bit further in advance taping them a little bit further in advance and we'll get to why that is we'll reveal all of this we'll let you know who the guests are we'll still give you a chance to get your questions in because your questions fuel the show they are the uh 
They have the, the pulse of Challenge Mania are your amazing questions. So we're not going to let any of these guests come on and talk to us without at least putting it out there for you guys to drop some questions for them. And then uh, we'll let you know what the deal is and why the next few weeks are going to be what they're going to be. But we have some awesome guests. A lot of them you've been really clamoring for are coming up next. So we'll reveal that for you guys in the next few days. It's a lot of exciting stuff for me personally, but then also for Challenge Mania as well. And D's going to be manning the ship on social media for a little bit. All will come out in good time. Now, follow us on Twitter, at Shot of Jaeger for me, at Derek MTV for D. Also follow V underscore Cakes. Let her know that you loved her on the show as much as we did. We assume that you did as well. And uh, guys, keep subscribing, rating, and reviewing. We can't thank you guys enough for the support and the uh, outpour of love and great comments and feedback as well. We love the feedback that you guys give us every time we have a new guest on. So Jordan came in with the heat. You just heard Veronica with the heat. TJ Lavin, I mean, I mean, that was just a dream guest and lived up to all the hype. So, uh, guys, uh, have a great weekend. Keep getting those tickets to Challenge Throwdown. It's at challengethrowdown.com. Pick up your Derek Kaczynski a jersey and, uh, and, and rock that thing in Philly and get some uh, Challenge Mania stickers. I can think of no better way to spend the last weekend in February. Yeah, let's take some pictures. Let's have some fun and celebrate celebrate life. Um, hey, and, and Scott, whatever happened in this outro being quick? Yeah, yeah, dropped the ball there, didn't I, D? All right, buddy. <laughs>